What up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my buddies uh, over there, always keeping it regal. Steve, what up, buddy? Hey, yo. <laughs> All right. And we got my friend over down in Bayview, I should say, my good buddy, Matt Michelson. Ooh, uh, that was a really bad Roman Reigns. <laughs> Is there a really and- good Roman Reigns? <laughs> Well, there is now. We'll get to that, though. Yeah. And then joining us again, he, it was so much fun having him on. We have our good buddy Charlie hanging out in Bayview as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I nice. love when you guys. That's how it's, that's how it's done, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, last episode, yeah. Matt was coming in hot with the, with the uh, Macho Man uh, imitations. Yeah. Nice. If it was like as bad as charlie just made it out to be and i did it like at least eight or nine times so i do not want to listen back to that episode dude it was, you have the golden pipes it was great i nice. did i did that night, to to so that I thought. One, big time well yeah well this was a huge weekend in wrestling um we all uh caught a lot of different stuff i mean nxc takeover 30 was this weekend AEW Dynamite was moved to Saturday because of the NBA playoffs. And then, of course, SummerSlam, uh, second biggest show of the year for WWE and introducing the Thunderdome. So we got a lot to talk about uh, this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Why are y'all laughing? I did the SummerSlam. <laughs> oh, so, so you can't see what Charlie's doing. He's uh, mimicking, I think. Jacking off is what they call yes, it. Yes. That's what that's what they call it. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll call it. I don't know Jerry, anything about that. I call it the Jerry Falwell Jr. If you're yeah, watching, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the headlines. Awesome match to start things off for NXT Takeover uh, North American Ladder Match between Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream, and who else we got? Matt. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> that nice. little jackrabbit uh, rascal Cameron Grimes making his way into the ladder match and boy was that entertaining straight to the moon I yep. love that guy <laughs> so, so Damian Priest uh, took the took the belt but uh, before that a lot of great spots in this match who are you loving and uh, what got you excited Matt so okay so I'm just going to go right in on this match. So if you didn't think Cameron Grimes was going to win this, I don't know what NXT you've been watching, but he was my go-to pick. He's been hilarious every week. Love that show. guy. He's the best heel. Um, like from a booking standpoint, I figured it'd be a great pick because you have a great heel that everybody can chase after. It makes that belt something you want to have again, if for no other reason than to get it away from Cameron Grimes. Big time. And that's a great point. If he did get the belt, he just seems like a cartoon character, kind of like a like like a little rascally jackrabbit that everybody's chasing. You can't catch me, boys. Come and get that North American title. I'm I'm into it. He's also but, uh, the scariest guy in the match. 
Yeah, <laughs> not not a lot of waxing around the um, in between the thighs and the gooch, I would say, or anywhere. <laughs> um, but Bronson Reed, I thought he was the uh, yeah. shining star of this match. Also yeah. love that he came out in a Bam Bam Bigelow tribute. It looked great with the lights. And it's like, yeah. I've been wanting to love this guy. I mean, he's big. And he had a great match against Karrion Cross, like, yeah. against, like, three or four weeks ago, maybe. And I'm like, okay, this guy's really developed. You saw him, like, slow, like, when they had the tournament of these new guys when it was kind of the rebuilding of NXT. And he came in, and I'm like, uh, you know, he kind of looks like a Samoa Joe. And I'm not, like, the biggest Joe fan. But – I was like, I want to appreciate this guy, and I do appreciate him. But giving him, like, a Bam Bam costume, I was like, all right. And then he really put on some awesome spots in this match. He did. did you see this match, Charlie? Oh, I saw most of it. I didn't watch all of it. I got to nice. go back and watch all of it. I saw the, a lot of the highlights of it and parts of it, so I got to watch all of it. Yeah, I I thought he, I, he's been looking phenomenal the last few weeks. Um, if I was booking it, I would have put him over. That's just me. Um, but, you know, from what I heard and shows I listened to, they said it was probably going to be Priest. And then when you think about mm-hmm. it, the WWE booking, you knew that it would be, it was going to be Damien's time. Or as I like to see, as I like to call him Punishment Hernandez. I don't know. You know, you know? Is it Hernandez or Martinez? Martinez. Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Hispanic. It's all the same. <laughs> I thought his name was, I thought it was Payne Martinez. I thought it was like. Yeah, Punishment Martinez. Or, yeah. I always get it wrong. Damien, yeah. don't call me Payne Martinez. It's yeah. punishment, baby. It's okay, and Charlie. His... You're not the yeah. only one to get the name wrong. Mike yeah. got it wrong on Saturday. I think you <laughs> called yeah. Payne Martinez. Yeah. Payne Martinez. And what do you think of uh, uh, their outfits now? They kind of, like, I was really liking Damien Priest's outfit, kind of like the Brooklyn, like, kind of Summer of Sam, kind of like Streets of Rage kind of outfit, but now they kind of make him look like a male stripper. Is anybody picking yeah. up that vibe? Well, I think that was a – wasn't that the gimmick from the get-go? Like he was this, like, party king yeah. of New York. Yeah, he's the, yet he's the archer. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's, but, that's so stupid, too. But now it's like – well, he kind of looked like freaking yeah. Robin Hood, like, like Robin Hood, like, with the leather, like the Kevin Costner. Now he's yeah. looking like uh, Magic Mike. Uh, Archer yep. in there a little bit, kind of with the like they're the ripped up pants and like showing like showing that he's not wearing any underwear, little wait, dangly wait, chains. Wait, wait until he gets to the main roster and he has a little entourage of dancers with him. Oh my god! I, 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 I see it. I see a. I see a bigger Adam Rose in his future. <laughs> Magic Martinez. Yeah. Magic, Magic Martinez. Martinez. I like yep. that. Or don't laugh. No, I don't. It's very likely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they did kind of put Bronson Reed over uh with oh, that yeah. spot with Candice LeRae on his back doing the splash off the off the ladder. That yeah. was a pretty cool spot. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I um have a, have a feeling he'll get a belt eventually. I don't know how they're gonna I I'm I kinda I'm kinda wondering what they're gonna do with this heavyweight. Any have you guys heard anything about um the shoulder on cross? Anything? Have no. Anything? Yeah, me Yeah. Either. Well, let's uh, move over to that uh, startling um, upset. I mean, Keith Lee did not have the longest uh, belt reign, and they booked Karrion Cross as this killer, and I thought, okay, build him up, build him up, build him up, and then run into the immovable object that is Keith Lee. Nope. They put uh, Karrion Cross over, and um, Keith Lee is no longer 
the NXT champion, and now he's moved up to the rain, main roster and wearing skirts that we just saw <laughs> not too long ago. And he got a DQ match where um, he just had a DQ in his match. Uh, what's his face ran in? Um, the Randy champ. Or- oh, no. um, McIntyre? McIntyre? Yeah, McIntyre wrote, wrote your in and yeah, chasing after Orton, which makes no sense since he Well, beat the thing him is, the Vince night, is like, so why would he want to chase Vince is, him? Vince is like, uh, hey, Keith, we'll bring you up, and we'll put you right in there with the champs. And yep. the champs are McIntyre and Orton. Yeah, thanks yep. for the gift wrap of that, buddy. Yeah, no kidding. I, I and, love, though, that there, the I'm, match ended in a DQ. It's like, welcome yeah. to the main roster where every match yep. ends. And, and, no Char- and Charlie, just so you know, um, Orton attacked heinously Drew McIntyre at the beginning of the show. and Oh, out. that's why. Okay, that's why he's outraged. Oh, oh okay. God. That makes sense. <laughs> but you feel silly now, don't you? I know. I got to go back and watch the whole three hours of this show now so I can put the put it all together and have, yeah. it, have it make sense. That makes yeah. sense now. Yeah, this is like Game of Thrones, man. If yeah, you miss come, five minutes, you're, yeah, frick, exactly. you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't come in here two, two hours and 15 minutes into a show and think you know what's going on. You got to see right. the beginning, brother. Yeah. Right. Link, well, to get back. miss the television. Yeah. Well, we get get back episodic. to the match. Get back and, to uh, the long, did you know what's the longest running episodic show on television? Raw. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think they've ever told us that before. But I just I thought Meet the I Press just, was. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought Saturday Night epi- Live was episodic. You know, mm. each episode you know builds Got on it. it. And does not tie into the previous one. But anyway, yeah, exactly. Has with nothing, the, yeah, get, has nothing get, to do get, with it. Yep. Get control of your show, Mike. Speaking of, one thing, too, I just thought about. Uh, I mean, I'm taking us off topic really quick. So is Lana still married to Bobby Lashley? Whatever, what did they do with that? Oh, they dropped that a long time okay. ago, I think. Did, did I think. About it? Just, yeah, I think they dropped it. it. Yeah. yeah, okay. But she's still okay. really tan. Oh, she's hot, yeah. Her and uh, Mandy Rose like to do a couple TikToks, and sometimes that's must-see TV, folks. Well, I might have to put that TikTok on there, then. <laughs> you must see, senor. See. Instagram well, isn't doing it. Well, you know who does it for me is Scarlett Bordeaux. I mean, hot damn. Karrion Cross brings out Scar. I like Karrion Cross. I yeah. mean, I really do. I really think Karrion Cross is what Ciampa should have been. Damn. Uh, and he and Ciampa just didn't have a hot wife like Scarlett. So, I mean, she does bring a little bit more in that aspect for the fans. And, I mean, they got the intro down. They got the TikTok. But they make them look up, look like this psycho. And I just kind of wish Ciampa would be the guy. But, Ciampa was at his best when he was just merciless and yeah. yep. no Fs given. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I just – it's like Karrion Cross is carrying out the role that Ciampa should have had, but he just had too much of uh, Johnny Gargano. Matches. Chapa's got a Milwaukee wife, so you know they're not oh, flashy. Yeah. They're not flashy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, except for my beautiful wife. We're not, we're not flashy here. We like to keep it low key. Yeah, <laughs> there's always exceptions, Mike, and you're one of the exceptions. But yeah, um, exactly. So oh, yeah. I haven't seen a ton of Karrion Cross's matches before this. I've Me seen either, a couple. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I think that entrance is money. The it last is. time I got that excited about an entrance was when Bobby Roode was around. Um, and even to this day, I pop every time I hear that. Oh, yeah. Yep. But totally. I think with Karrion Cross, if they want to keep him looking good and over with the crowd, um, 
you know, obviously he's got a great entrance and with the shoulder injury he just suffered, hopefully that doesn't interfere with too much, but I want to start to see more out of his matches. Um, I think he does a good job in the ring, you know, but it's pretty typical stuff, at least based on what I've seen. So hopefully he gets mm-hmm. some, you know, some things that really make him stand out worked into his matches. Yeah, I think he's good. I think Cross is good. I don't think he's, I don't think he's great. I don't think he's bad. He's kind of like, oh, to me, he's like, oh, he's good. You know, he's not does he, it. He does. He had. I mean, I don't know, but he just doesn't have have it like Adam Cole. You know, that great mm-hmm. personality, that that whole thing. You know. Yeah. And yeah, he's kind of got like a weird, like little hamster face too. I'm not buying like the mercilessness. His his tattoos are kind of weird too. Like he's got like a muscular deer on a like a man deer on his back, and then a and then like the left side of his body is just totally blank with, with all this jacked up shit on the right. It's kind of weird. It's kind of distracting. Also, so that's why I look at Scarlet a little bit more. I'm like that guy really leveled up. I mean. Damn. Oh yeah, Dude, good for him. Follow the follow Scarlet Bordeaux on Instagram, folks. Highly recommend. Worth it. Worth it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, Karrion Cross, your new NXT champ, Keith Lee, up on the main roster, main skirt, uh, wearing skirts, and we're just gonna exactly. have to see how wearing bad. A, uh... Wearing a skirt and wrestling in a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Weights. No, move over. Skirts and shirts. Yeah, he's yeah, a rumor has it he's going to join uh, Heavy Machinery as the third man. God, I what? Hope not. Hey, here's going to be the up. village people. It's going to be the village people. Yeah, here's your daily reminder: Otis still has the money in the bank. So yep, he'll be cashing that in soon. <laughs> yeah, you know, perfect time would have been when Bray Wyatt got completely eviscerated yep. last night. But hey, what you know, why why cash in then? Yeah, why 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 jump on a good opportunity? Yeah. What happened with that match? I, I watched almost all of SummerSlam and Fast Forward a couple, but I had to start doing some stuff. What happened with Bray and uh, Braun Strowman? Yeah, so that match was interesting. It was a false count anywhere match. I think the first five minutes of it were great. They came out going for it. It was really physical. Um, there was a toolbox involved. Uh, but all of a sudden, it just seemed to lose steam. They fought their way to the back. There was like a little bit of fighting in the, in the back. And then they just came right back out to the ring. Um, and eventually, uh, the big spot of the match was Braun Strowman ended up getting an exacto knife or utility knife, cutting part of the ring up, exposing the wood on the ring. Um, and then Bray Wyatt got all happy go Jackie with sister Abigail. And I think he did like 50 sister Abigails to Braun Strowman on the wood. Um, and then pinned him. And then as he's like trying to catch his breath, he gets speared by this mysterious third man wearing all black. And then you realize a second later, it's Roman Reigns, who's huh. come back during the pandemic, which I guess you never saw that coming. He's uh, so brave. But yeah, so so Roman is jacked now. Like, I don't know if you guys yeah. like, oh, saw yeah. the ending to this, but man, he... I mean, he's a big guy to begin with, but yep. he's... Yeah, he always was. I mean, yeah, I don't understand. more now. Um, yeah, I he's hope, bigger. He put some muscle on and I hope to God they get rid off. Yeah, they, they got to get rid of the flak jacket then. They do. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it might be gone. That's yeah, so I think, old. I think they're going to get rid of it. He was wearing this t-shirt that said, wreck everyone and leave. So <laughs> I think that's his new tagline. 
kind of like it, it almost feels like they're trying to turn him into more of a stone cold steve austin type character yeah because he came out and hit braun Strowman with at least 10 chair shots so um, so you know what's weird to me is like i was reading a bunch of headlines today and espn and one other source was talking about the shocking heel turn of roman reigns and i'm like what the hell are they talking about just because he attacked those guys doesn't make him a heel one Braun Strowman's been acting like an asshole lately, and I think they were making him a heel. Two, even though people like him, Bray Wyatt is not a face. So he went in there and, like, beat the crap out of, uh, yeah, Stone Cold fashion, beat up two guys that are villains. And, like, that's not a heel turn. There's no way on earth Roman Reigns is going to be a heel. Right. And it seemed to me like like he's a baby face, but he's got more of an edge to him now than he is. Which is smart. Exactly. I really liked it. I was actually excited afterwards. Like, first of all, I was glad to see him back just because I think a little time away actually did make him a little more interesting. But this new twist on his character, if they go with this, this could be what it takes to actually get him over with the fans without shoving. Well, that's what they liked about him in the shield when he was like the just a quiet killer. And then you know, when they pushed him to the moon and tried to make him more than that, the fans rejected it. But when he was just like the brooding guy that kicked people's ass in the shield, that's when he was super popular. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Reigns is back. That's kind of what we've been missing during COVID with all this shit. I mean, they took him off right away and like the world went to hell. Now he's back. I think the order is going to be restored to the universe. That scene's going to come out tomorrow because Roman Reigns is back on I have a good sign. Just, just in case. Charlie hasn't Anybody missed wondering. him. I, had, breaking I news. haven't missed him. Breaking news. Hey, I did like his. I did like his look. They're making fun of his new teeth, his veneers. Um, oh, he's got some new chompers. Oh, oh yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. Dude. Google it right now. It's... You gotta Google him and Orton on. Do you see him and Orton on? Oh, because Orton today? was giving him shit oh. about it. Oh yeah, he got and he didn't, good. Dude. And he didn't take kindly to it apparently. But Orton, did you see the comeback when Orton came back with him? He had him. He had a picture of him and some horse with big teeth. And he goes, yeah, listen to him. He just, he just killed him, dude. He just oh, killed him. It. Oh, my God. I do have a side-by-side of before and after. This is funny as shit. Oh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> he needs a salt lick. <laughs> he's got to uh he's got to sharpen him like gangrel and then he'll, yeah. oh he'll there we go now we're talking like now they that's... uh that ufc fighter who was he like the carpenter or whatever who is the guy that had the sharp teeth charlie aren't you a ufc guy guida clay guida maybe i don't even clay know his Guita? name i just yeah. i just remember like that was badass yeah, I think it might be good. I just think, you know, they, they could make him the new Gangrel, and then we could see that awesome entrance again. You oh. know what? That would kind of work if they put him in kind of like a Three Musketeers fluffy shirt like that, now with his new body. Come on. Yeah, oh, and he could have and he could have <laughs> Keith Lee in his dress next Yes, time. yes. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. God. You we got guys. a new demo guide now. Yeah. So, so all, the only other thing I'll say about this. So, yeah, like if, if by chance this podcast turns into a thing, gets back to Roman, he, we ever want to have him on the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I do think the veneers do, do look kind of weird, but just like everything, I think it's because they're new. I think going forward over time, we'll kind of get used to it and it'll just be a different and twist on Roman Reigns. The good news is this is an audio podcast, so our, our guests or our fans won't have to look at his teeth. Because <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. we're obviously way better looking than him too. So 100%. You know, we would put him to shame. 
He's probably trying to be like The Rock. He's probably like, you know oh, what? Yeah. I can't wrestle because I'm worried about COVID. So I might as well yeah. be an actor because this is the best I'm ever going to look. So I might as well take a shot at Hollywood. And everybody in Hollywood's got some uh, nice shiny uh, chiclets. You know what I mean? I guess, I guess the last thing I want to say about this is that in his entire career, did Greg the Hammer Valentine ever get his teeth done? Hell no. Cheers to Greg. Well, let's get back to a a really good wrestling show that happened this uh, past Saturday. Like I said, we moved it to uh, from its normal time on Wednesday because the NBA playoffs. I didn't get to see the entire show because the freaking overtime on uh, some stupid basketball game went over and screwed up the whole timing on my DVR. So I guess that worked out for me to have Hulu because I could just watch it. At, you know, like mm. it just showed it saves the whole thing. So yeah, yeah. But Perfect. I did. I, I watched. I watched it from beginning to end. It was good. Yeah. Speak on the show. How was it? I didn't watch it yet either. I mean, I don't know where you want to start. I mean, I could. I was about I'm to. I'm glad Cody lost because I was getting real tired. Well, I guess that's what we're stuck. every week. Yeah, let's start there. I'm yes, glad he lost, there. dude. Because it's getting honestly, to be like it was time for him to let that belt go. Because it's getting real lame. There was so it. much to me good about that ending and that. Um, I just I can't lost his name. Shit, Luke Harper. <laughs> Brody Lee. Brody, Brody, Brody Lee. Yeah. Sorry, um, Brody Lee needed something. I mean, I, I, yes. I'm, I'm actually pro yep. Dark Order. I like it, but Me I too. think he hasn't come off as strong as he could have. He, you know, is almost at times comedic unintentionally. But to have him just beat the ever loving crap out of Cody, and you know, they told a good story because it's like in the announce. I think the announcers did a. a I think you got to give credit to Shivani and um, Ross because every week they kept making a note about how Cody's body was getting beaten down more and more. And they kept referencing the injuries he was taking week to week to week. And then this week it's like, boom, buzzsaw. Like he ran out of gas and he got destroyed. And I think it was just a nice story. And, and then, and That's then they laying him out. I mean, I kind of saw it coming, but Did I you? still, I still no the ending part. I kind of, oh, I, okay. I saw that coming. I didn't, I didn't necessarily see the title change coming, but when, when they were putting him on the gurney, it's like, uh, and then he's like, Tony, leave the ring. I'm like, Oh boy, here's what's coming next. And uh, yeah, when they just like, they put him on the gurney and then first of all, um, Arn Anderson, for those of you that didn't see it, uh, Arn Anderson yeah. kind of stood there to pr- defend um, Cody, who was on the gurney, and then they beat the crap out of Arn. Like, oh, um, wow. They, like, they had, they held him, and then uh, uh, Harper gave him – damn it, uh, Lee gave him a, uh, right. a super kick and, uh, and, and, like, punched him a few times. And then um, they, they toppled over the gurney and they started beating the crap out of Cody some more and he was laid out. And then um, Brandy came out and was like covering him to protect him and they just stood, the dude stood there. But then who's the, the, there's that female member of the Dark Order, I forget her name. You know who I'm talking about? They've been showing her like more and more week to week. I apologize, I don't remember her name. But of course, you know, the guys aren't going to hit Cody, but she basically comes and chokes out Brandy. Does she look like uh, a librarian? No, no, that's not. No, no, this oh, is well, like, that's she's like a blonde. Girl. Yeah, she's like a blonde that I, I honestly don't know who she is, but can we'll look imagine, it up after. Can you but, imagine uh, Scarlet Bordeaux in the Dark Order? That'd be great. I could. Ooh. I can anyway, imagine. Yeah, but then oh, and then and then out of nowhere they like drag Dustin and uh, QT Marshall out of the back and beat the crap out of them. <laughs> nice. So basically, the Nightmare family was just eviscerated and laid nice. out. Good. And uh, yeah, the Dark was Order. Was Cole Cabana in there? 
Was Cole no, Cabana in there? He was not in. I, I didn't, Weird. If he if he was, he was lurking in the background. He I didn't see him participating. Damn. Which will be well, a that's good a missed story opportunity, too. right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, that's great. I'm fine with the right. fact that Cole Cabana wouldn't have been on there. That so I'm all for the Dark Order. I heard so I didn't see this match. I heard about the result. I think it was the right choice, Charlie. I'm on board with you. Like, yeah. like Cody's done a good job building up the belt, but yeah. Brody Lee needed something. something Cody yep. needs to be off TV for a bit and kind of start something new. So I think this worked yeah. out really well for everybody yep. involved. I, the the whole Coke Cabana thing with the Dark Order, I never really got into that. I, I think I'm it was a good move it. that they want to yep. like get this cultish following and have these people start to join them, but. I don't know that Colt Cabana was the right guy for the him. only um, the, I actually am with you on that. Mostly yep. the only thing that I'll say that at least I appreciate out of what they're trying with it is he's not acting like he's stupid and brainwashed. He's just sort yeah. of like, Hey, I'm getting wins now. And I think at least that's somewhat <laughs> realistic. Like he's yep. like, ah, ever since I partnered with these guys, I haven't lost a match versus, <laughs> you know, touting the stupid nonsense. So um, that helps. Gone. That helps the situation, but I don't know. I, I guess maybe this is a good thing. I don't know where they're going with it. For real, like that Cole Cabana with the Dark Order is almost the most nonsensical thing that AEW <laughs> has done, and that's why I like wanted to like it. I'm like, okay, I want to be a. He- I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon before I want to. I want to be on the wagon when we figure out what the hell this is all about. Where so going, yeah, whatever. But no, I'm totally with you guys too about how Cody just kind of. You know, he's ran his course. He's put a lot of people over. Still he did, yeah. The champ it was, a, good, it was kinda, a great title run. Yeah, and it was just long enough, and, j- like, he peaked, and they they said, like, oh, his body is just tattered, you know? It's time for him to drop it. And like we, we've said in the past, we don't know what Brody Lee's doing in AEW because he was losing so much. Now yeah. he's going to have his run, and now the Dark Order has a belt in their little stable. Or big stable yeah yeah i'm into it i'm i'm digging the dark order big time so um speaking of kind of dark order i'm gonna talk a little bit about kenny omega teaming up with the bucks and the dark order i think there was three four and five the members of the dark <laughs> yeah. order but uh oh, six, kenny seven, Ome- yeah whatever <laughs> kenny omega and the bucks had a great match and uh the bucks and Kenny ended up uh, winning when he put the one wing angel. That was a good spot at the end there. I thought that was super cool. Yes. Um, and then you saw kind of Kenny become kind of a little unhinged. He starts breaking out the chairs. He wants to break some necks of the Dark Order. And you kind of see him like kind of losing his mind with Hangman a little bit. I mean, we talked about in our baby's face episode how Kenny Omega is just like the golden child of wrestling. I mean, can we see maybe a heel turn for Kenny Omega getting into a dark side? Is that even possible? Yeah. Oh, they should. That's what he was in New Japan, man. That was um, good stuff over and there. If, and if you yeah. guys remember, a few, we- you know, like, <clears throat> a few weeks cleaner, ago. Man. Get the cleaner back out. Yeah, a few baby. Weeks ag- a few weeks ago, Omega and Hangman were wrestling um, Jurassic Experience. And just Express. after the match, Express, sorry. Viking experience. I can be confused with the Viking Express. Yeah, wow. Experience. I'm having some, I'm, despite being the, the ultimate AEW fanboy, I'm screwing up people's names tonight. Uh, but then, like, after the match, he just, like, he kind of was acting calm. And then he hauled off and started uh, beating up Marco Stunt, which, 
isn't inherently a heel turn because Marco stunts so obnoxious, but he just it was gets like his this, ass kicked. It was this. It was this weird thing where Kenny snapped, and then they didn't do it for a few weeks, and then they did it Saturday. So they've been teeing this up, and it's just weird because I mean I think it's cool, but it's like for the longest time when they were showing Hangman drinking and that, you're like, okay, Hangman's gonna turn on him, but now Hangman's like a little more stable, although he's buddies with. Uh, FTR, who's now acting heelish, so it's like I have no idea where they're going with any of which it. Which is good. Very interesting. Which is yeah, good. It's, it's good. Which it's is good. good. Thing. Yeah, but you don't want to be like, oh, I know where they're going with it. You, you know? see it a mile away. Yeah. So yeah, could Kenny Omega turn heel? I think absolutely. But I, but I'm, will he? We'll find out. I think that Kenny Omega as a heel would be fantastic. Oh yeah. Just the style he wrestles. And oh, yeah. you guys probably noticed this. Like every move he does, he's so explosive. Like he'll just yes. be in the middle of the ring. And he does a lot of like I I like to call it telegraphing where he'll move his hands and you kind of know he's about to do something. Right. And I think it's great as a heel because it comes off as more cruel and intense. Um as a baby face, I always thought, oh no, don't do that. You're gonna let them know you're about to pull a move on them. But I think as a heel, yeah, it totally works. Yes. Kind of like a, like a guy with a cape putting it over his eyes and then just like pushing <laughs> yeah, it away. And then yeah. he has that explosive first step to the ropes and just, you know, he's the shit. And yes. I want to see him. I want to see him like in an awesome story where he just like loses his damn mind. I mean, he's just got, he's just got it. Like. Uh, yeah. the, the hair, the look, everything. He just needs the story now. And I think we're starting to see that. When you think, when you unravel this, if you had a whiteboard, it would, it's like really interesting what they're doing because it's like, okay, Hangman Page was acting like the bad guy because he was like yep. drunk and act, not acting right. And Kenny was trying to be the calming influence who's allied with the Young Bucks who are unquestionably good guys. Mm-hmm. Then you see Hangman Page start allying with FTR who at the time was like, ah, eh, they could go either way. Then they attacked the freaking Midnight Express, cementing them as va- villains. <laughs> and what a pile driver, by the way. Yeah. I don't think we've ever brought that up. Holy yeah, shit. so it's like, so it's like this layered thing where it's like Kenny Omega is associated with the Young Bucks, who are good, but he's snapping. Hangman Page is allied with FTR, who's clearly bad, but he's starting to act more face-like. It's just something weird's happening, and it's fun to, it's unpredictable. Very good. Yeah, especially for us uh, wrestling fans who are adults, it kind of makes you feel like a kid again. And I think that's what AEW is just doing such a great job. Whenever you can keep the crowd guessing and wondering, that's what's up. And you know what I wonder most about this Mimosa Mayhem match (laughs) coming up between Jericho and Orange Cassidy. By God, is this some of the funnest stuff that we're ever going to see in wrestling coming up? So... Two thoughts on this. One, first of all, Mike, your segues are becoming just amazing because somehow you were able to take us from Kenny Omega to Mimosas just like effortlessly. Mm. Um, but secondly, so I actually didn't hear about this match until I read the outline for tonight's podcast. And I actually had to read it a couple times. I was like, wait, Mimo- Mimosa Mayhem, is that a... And I seriously thought maybe your phone autocorrected or something and wrote the word Mimosa. Nope. Um, I, I'll be honest, I know nothing about this match. So I'm just going to stop now. Because I want you guys to tell me, like, what on well, earth is this all about? It's it's perfect. <laughs> you have Orange Cassidy. Orange. Mm-hmm. You have a bit of the bubbly Chris Jericho. Who got do doused get, with orange juice? What do Lots you get when you mix a bit of the bubbly and orange juice? 
mimosa. So it's like they're taking their two gimmicks and making a match out of it. <laughs> and you know who hates this the most? Charlie. Charlie. Mickles. It's borderline WCW crap. Were you thinking Judy Bagwell on a pole when you heard this? Yeah, I was like, it's borderline. Maybe it'll be entertaining. We'll see. But when you're doing stuff like this, unless it's like on a ship, like, you know, like a cruise ship. Well, I was a big fan of the stadium stampede, uh, which is uh, still the greatest match uh, ever in wrestling, I believe. I got the t-shirt wow. right off the AEW the week after for 12 bucks. Greatest promo for into a show. Bucks. Dude, it was oh brilliant. You it was will so not brilliant. find a shirt cheaper than that. Still never worn it either. It's <laughs> going to be pressed. But anyway, I, and Charlie is a guy who likes to keep it old school, keep it in the ring, no hokey pokey. I mean, funny I like business. The, oh, trust me, I love the hokey pokey, but I don't, <laughs> I don't dig the corny. That's a little, <laughs> that's a little too corny for me. Wow. Well, Charlie, it, you it, know that you are going to laugh your ass off when you see the the mayhem, mimosa mayhem. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I got to think. Like you can't have the payoff of a match like that being Orange Cassidy. Like it, it almost seems to me yeah. like it's set up completely for Jericho to oh, fall totally. in because oh, yeah. like, oh, Orange totally. Cassidy oh, yeah. cannot fall in a vat of mimosa. Like oh, that's yeah. not it's how they're be... gonna end that thing. <laughs> it's gonna be oh, funny. He's with too Jericho. cool. Yeah. Yeah, Jericho oh, will make a big spectacle of it. Oh, Jericho's yeah. bloated body, he's gonna look like a big <laughs> buoy. He's gonna be like, God damn it, Orange! No, no. I mean, he just screams. I mean, he's going to splash. I mean, Ortiz yeah. is probably going to get and in there. They're going to fall in. They're going to yeah. try to help him, and they're all going to fall in. Oh, you know dude. Going. I the cannot fucking will, wait. The comedy will ensue. Yeah. Jim, okay. Cornette, Jim Cornette will love this match, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Me and yeah. Jim Cornette, we will love this. Well, this is going to – it's, you know – I just love the creativity that that I'm that guy on this show. That's like the more creative, the more wild. Yeah, it's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's as long as for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. As long as they I, don't go crazy with the gimmicks, I think, and they're they use them sparingly. I think it'll be just fine. And I say gimmick it up because during COVID, this is the only opportunity that you're ever going to have with these matches. Because if there was uh, a crowd there, they're uh, not going to they're not going to take away seats where people can pay good money for a big swimming pool size full of champagne and orange juice. I mean, we're so damn lucky that this the only positive of COVID is this uh, Mimosa Mayhem match, in my opinion. And I think, and I do, and in fairness, I do think that Mike Bate and I um, have the most qualified, uh, we can be the most qualified to talk about this because we have consumed bottles of a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, yeah. uh, Very true. That's true. Since we're going to talk about gimmicks and things during uh, the COVID era, I want to just switch gears just for a minute and talk about the Thunderdome because I just saw this for the first time last night on SummerSlam. And I, I still don't really know how I feel about it. Like when the show first started, I, I had heard kind of sort of what it looked like and all the, I think honestly, for me at least, all the screens, all the pictures of the fans in the video was almost kind of distracting because yeah, you see Randy busy. Orton's face pop up and right behind him was, you know, a kid playing World of Warcraft, but also trying to watch <laughs> SummerSlam. Wearing so, a Pikachu hat or something like that. Yeah, I was broke. honestly, I was really worried about people exposing their privates on this thing. Somebody broke out a couple Chris Benoit pictures tonight. 
so they're so they're not oh, gonna be boy. happy about that. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, You'll boy. see those. One other one I saw last night uh, on SummerSlam was somebody had a sign up that said "Fire Velveteen Dream." Mm. Wow! So, yeah, and it made it on there. Yeah, it, I know. It, it made it on there for a split second. I think they cut that screen once they realized I, what was happening. Oh yeah. So, Yep. I will. I will give. Okay, just because so, we're not always crapping on the WWE, I'm going to give one positive about I the like Thunderdome. It. I like. I it. think I watched. I watched the first ten minutes of SmackDown on Sat Friday, and then I lost interest. But um, the look of the arena is ten, yep. twenty times better yep. than the Performance Center. Like I, now I they actually, yep. yeah, with the lighting in it, it actually yep, went everything. back to Feels looking like a. Like show. a Yep. It looked like a high-quality WWE yep. show again instead of that. Yep. And the, the, to have your the performance center each and every week is just too small and too – it just never yep. looked legit. And yep. I, yeah, think I agree with the that. The visual of the Thunderdome is 100 times better. Yep. I'm, I'm not sold on the wall. I, 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 yeah, I don't want to sh- – yeah. I don't want to shit on things when they're just trying different things during well, an era. Yeah, but it's like so. I mean, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna say the wall's the dumbest thing in the world. I, they're trying something, yeah, but exactly. I just, I don't think it's gonna last. I, I, I mean, I don't think. Oh, I think it's, it I think it's it, more distracting. It won't when people start yeah. putting stuff in there. Yeah, right. It's just starting, dude. This it's is just uh, starting. This is uh, actually why Vince cut all the people off the roster so he could pay for the energy bill for this goddamn thing. Yep. I mean, it is like yeah. a seizure waiting to happen. Like, oh yeah, totally. I, I, it's crazy. I mean, it's. I do. I agree with on. you guys. I think it looks pretty dope. I mean, the yep. the, the surroundings. It's a lighting. Yeah, yep. it is a man-made uh, technological achievement. I will give them that. But when I see somebody eating some ramen noodles. You know, watching um, you know the Street Profits versus whoever they did at SummerSlam, uh, Andrade, like just in a weird match. Like people are like, okay, this is where I get up to go to the bathroom. People are like eating ramen noodles. Other people are like with their kids, like petting, it. like they're bringing their dogs up and like going like that, which I think is cool. I like that, but it is pretty distracting. But you know, they had to do something other from the Performance Center because that was a sinking ship. They're making an effort. They're spending some money, and they are making it look a lot better. So I I, I do agree with you, but yeah, how long is this going to last? Really? Yeah, I, I agree ah. too. I, I as much as I you know kind of played it off like a negative in the beginning, I will say it's definitely a step up from the performance center. Just kind of even it's not the same. It's not the same as having live crowds, but. I think given the circumstances, this is about as close as you could probably get. And it has that familiar WWE big arena feel. So Mm -hmm. I I do like it. It's kind of an, it's a nice change of pace. It's certainly in a step up. Yeah. I think part of that too is there's been a lot of banter on the internet. I know about just the technological challenges of running all those screens and what happens if, you know, half the fans lose internet signal or something like that. It's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of risks they run doing it. Um, I actually kind of, kind of sort of related to that. I heard something earlier today on wrestling observer live, um, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez were talking about how, um, just the fans and their reactions to different spots were just really forced. And, and I kind of get what they mean. Cause last night watching SummerSlam, you know, like great example, or Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, which was actually a really good match yeah. um, for what it was. Um, 
you know, the match ends, every fan on the screens around the ring uh, is just like giving a thumbs down and kind of booing, which is never going to happen in real life, right? Um, And I guess based on what Dave Meltzer said, um, there is a person or maybe even a few people coordinating with the fans as far as like getting them situated, making sure that they only do certain things on camera. Not Um, exposing their privates. Yeah, that's probably one of those things. That's a requirement. Yeah, and also just reacting certain ways. So it's a positive that it's a new look and feel, but at the same time, it's like a totally fake like reaction from the fans when it comes to really anything. So the, the good side is WWE gets to make you think whatever they want because they can now control the fans too. Just like politics. Politics and wrestling, there's no, I mean, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. 100%. I wonder how many hundred percents I can work in here by the end of the night. <laughs> hundred more. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, did you guys see Ricky Starks on the mic uh, with Darby Allen at yep. AEW Dynamite? That was some awesome stuff. I mean, this guy can yeah, talk on, on the mic. mic. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so, he... Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this in past episodes, but I, um, I, I, my first exposure to him was in a NWA power and that dude is good. And they were really pushing him and he was getting into a feud with the time with, Oh, what does he go by now? Uh, Stevens, uh, uh, I, the old, um, I, I, idol Stevens, Sandow. What was his name? Sandow. And yep. cause he was an NWA and you know, yep. he matched, he, he, he could go with the Sandow who's outstanding on the microphone. We all know that. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And he's good in the ring. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, that was a nice little find for them to get him in AEW. And I think it's nice to see him. They kind of strapped a little bit of a rocket on him and have him in a major feud already. So, um, Big yeah. time. And also accelerating him with Darby Allen, who a lot of people renown as like the guy in AEW yeah. the guy to watch out for. I really love this matchup that they're building to all out. I mean, the shit talking that's happening, the recklessness of both of these guys. I mean, I think th- that, match when all out happens that is going to be the match of the night what i'm really really looking could be yeah that's a good call just because we don't know we haven't seen a lot of ricky starks just yet but the little we have seen it's all been good and then just this last little conflict between the two is just a really really strong build you know i'll save more talk until we do the uh um prediction show for that but i mean i'm thinking ahead like okay if i if i were a betting man on the one hand i'd think darby's gonna win that because he's the yeah. hotter hand but but man then like taz's group is just like in just, windless yeah. and major feuds yeah just yeah. Those, yeah they're just yeah yeah they're not so, they nothing to brag on maybe maybe <laughs> they give it to starks just to prolong the feud and you know what i mean like you start off with a win and then they go from there but we'll see you know, if you know me, if I'm the booker, the heels are all going over. Yeah. Brother. Oh, yeah. Brother. <laughs> Big time. Well, little uh, little news uh, off the camera on the show. Renee Young, longtime uh, announcer and uh, wife of John Moxley, AEW, is stepping out of her role uh, from announcing with WWE. Um, she said it's uh to kind of run its course and she's bowed out gracefully and it sounds like she's going to be pursuing her career in sports because didn't she have a background with espn right now or um, i mean before this she apl- she almost got a job at sports center a while back <laughs> and i know at least i don't have details on this but i think she's been courted by some 
sports outlets over the years, and then she just stuck with WWE. So she probably yeah. can. She's probably got a lot of offers. It's just a matter of what she wants to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I also heard recently um, she has a cookbook coming out. Yep, yep, yep. which is awesome. Um, she also has a non-compete clause. Uh, is another thing I heard because I know there's a lot of rumors really? circulating about her going to AEW. Yeah, I've heard it through some sources that she is, but at the same time, if she has a non-compete, I can't imagine how that would happen. Um, she also has the other option of doing nothing. Um, I mean, you know, between her and John Moxley, obviously they both, I'm sure, make a great living and are at a very comfortable point in their lives. So just kind of do a book tour and stuff as much as you can do with COVID. But yeah. she could just focus on her book for like 90 days or whatever. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So whatever she ends up doing, I, I'm sure we're gonna hear more about it. It'll be awesome. I just don't know. I mean, there's this part of me, and I don't I mean it's all guesswork but I, I don't I don't know that I see her going to AW and part of it is I don't know what I mean she's talented they could find a use for her but they're so front-loaded with like legends and stuff it's like what you know like you got Shivani doing the interviews and he does a good job with it now you got Taz on the in the mix with the announcing it's like what what would she do that isn't yeah. what she's leaving in terms of like just being a backstage interview? You're not going to bring in a Renee Young to do backstage interviews. So she'd have to have a major role and it would have to come at someone else's expense. I don't know, yeah. but I would just hope it doesn't start with ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest at this time. Insert WWE name here. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I agree. I, I don't see a good place for her in AEW, but I, I don't know. She could replace that Alex Marvez guy on any. Oh, he, he yeah, he's not he's that good. Horrible. Yeah, he's so bland. <laughs> he is garbage. Yeah. I was so funny when they were gonna make him an announcer. I was like, "That's not gonna work. That's that's not gonna work, dude." Yeah, he's. Then they went so out and got toast. Jr. Yeah. Who is this guy? Alex. He's Mar- the. Sorry. Yeah, he's like a Go tall, black-haired guy, right? Like. Yeah. Glasses. He, he does, does some backstage, of the backstage once interviews. in a while. If you go back for to, AW, yeah, uh, he was gonna oh, be, yeah. he was okay. gonna be one of the yeah. announcers. He's super, just like, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm very mellow. My name's Alex Marvel. <laughs> you know. Do you remember when they got the guy that used to announce the American Gladiators and they put him on the WWF? Uh, what was yeah, his name? Uh, uh, Mike Adamley. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah but then, I don't uh, know if go ahead. And then like his big, like he was just a train wreck. And he was just, they kicked him off in like two or three weeks. He did like a Kofi Kingston match and he's just like, Kofi Kingston, you're making me crazy. He said it like 17 times. <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know. I think this is true, but you know, like, so it was so laughably bad that they were like making fun of it. But I think he had some mental, like he had some issue oh. that like was the result of it. Like oh, they didn't shit. realize, like Vincent Company didn't realize it at the time. But I don't know if it was dementia or something. But he actually had some problem that he was like he was trying and he was effing up because he had a problem. Like he, I think, it's not like a Lars Sullivan thing where he had to make a homosexual porno afterwards or anything like uh, that. No, someone, nothing to do with that yeah. that's so that's so funny because uh, i saw in there someone's gonna someone's like they can't wait to see the lars sullivan that old picture with the guy and they're like they see that on like the the wwe thunderdome background <laughs> whatever happened to lars sullivan oh there I, I think he's he's probably getting a check man but i can't see him bringing him back on tv 
Matt and I, uh, we got together and watched NXT TakeOver on Saturday. And after the show, we're like, man, we got to go back to that six-man ladder match when Cole won uh, that TakeOver in New Orleans. Oh, and yeah. Lars Sullivan was in there. I mean, it was like an awesome match. I mean, EC3 like almost died 17 Damn. times. Oh, but yeah. We're just, we're just like, man, Lars Sullivan was just huge. And I mean, we saw him live at uh, TakeOver he was a Chicago. Good fucking villain, yep. Yeah, like the dude actually looks bigger in real life rather than on TV, which is hard to believe. But I remember being at Chicago Takeover. We were up in the upper deck. Matt, you were in the lower. But, yeah, I mean, the dude was massive. Yeah, and we were not close by any means. And I remember him walking out and getting in the ring. Um, I think he was fighting Aleister Black that night. Yeah, he was. Man, his chest was like the size of Aleister Black's entire body. I mean, it's just a massive human being. The dude looks like a crow magnum or he could have been like in Braveheart and just oh, like totally. destroyed people. He's born in the wrong uh, time period. He's yeah. definitely thinking in the wrong time period too. So, <laughs> appar- so apparently Mike Adamley had CTE issues when he was. Oh, uh, yeah. Really? yeah. What? Did he like compete with the American gladiators or something like that? Well, he was, yeah, he was an athlete. Football? Yeah, I don't, oh. yeah, he, football. I know he's a football announcer. Football. Yeah, he did football. Wait, God. was Mike at Mike? No, it was the Adam. other guy. Was it? It wasn't it. No, you're it was you, like you, you got it right. Yeah, Mike Adamley. He was the one that screwed up. Like they brought him in. He was going to be the their replacement for Jim Ross, and he just flubbed it left and right. Yeah, Mike and he was Adamley. The, and he was also football. American. And he was also yeah American Gladiator announcer for years. But that show was the shit, though. American Gladiators. I was addicted to that. I mean, it was pretty me cool my, in its day. Me, my sister and I, we would play that. And we would ball up uh, like our socks and we would do like the, you know, with the crossbows and you'd have to throw the, t- like throw the balls at the target and stuff. Have the whole obstacle course. That was just some fun shit back then. Adamly Adamly played in the NFL for five years. So, huh. so that's a yeah. legit athlete right there. And he played back in the day too, probably where you get a concussion. You just shake it off and get back in. Oh my George, God. So he played for your bears. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Speaking of NFL athletes, I cannot believe we didn't even touch on this. So to quickly transition back to NXT TakeOver, uh, Pat McAfee was in a match against Adam Cole. I didn't know what to expect for this match. Um, And Mike, I don't think you did either, but my God, like for for it being Pat McAfee's first match, so for those of you who didn't see it, Adam Cole, Pat McAfee basically wrestled a straight wrestling match. There was no interference it went to a clean finish and it was legitimately one of the better matches of the night um pat mcafee had some incredible spots there was a moment where adam cole pushed him off the top rope he does a backflip lands on his feet doesn't even stumble just lands perfectly on his feet very smooth and runs back at adam cole jumps lands on the top rope like yes a four-foot jump and just like a box jump and exactly and then super holy crap adam cole off the top rope perfect landing goes for the pin two count i mean that was and that was just one piece of the match the whole match he looked convincing he never forgot who his character was and why he was in this match you could just tell uh, dominic mysterio on SummerSlam had a lot to live up to based on what pat mcafee did at takeover wow yeah that was a that was kick ass actually. I I didn't really know a lot of the story, but uh, you got me caught up. And for you know, he's an athlete. He's a professional athlete. I think 
guys should be able to wrestle. He's not Lawrence Taylor, but he <laughs> wrestled way better than Lawrence Taylor. I mean, he's not he's not a better athlete than Lawrence Taylor, but he wrestled way better than Lawrence Taylor. And I ho- I wished his finisher was like a like he's a kicker. So I thought definitely his finisher was going to be kicking Adam Cole in the nuts. Uh, but I think he just punted his face. Mm-hmm. And he also had that great um, somersault flip into nine guys, and he just gracefully got uh, like took them all out. And they he wasn't harmed. I want to say like he paid uh, NXT maybe twenty thousand dollars to have this match because he always wanted to wrestle. And like yeah, give me Adam Cole, and Adam Cole's gonna make him look great, and he did. And it was an awesome match. I mean, shit, living the dream right there. It was getting paid and getting on TV on a takeover. Yeah, that's living the dream. That speaking of the so I, I feel like I'm starting to pick up steam with these segues because speaking of the dream, another great spot that night uh, to jump back to the ladder match earlier on for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, there was a moment where Velveteen Dream made it to the top of the ladder, reached for the belt, and at that moment there was the usual spot where somebody starts to tip over the ladder. But this wasn't the usual, you know, just going to tip it over the guy falls down. This was the I'm going to tip the ladder to the outside of the ring and we're going to see what happens. Oh, yeah. And so I forget who it was that tipped the ladder, but Velveteen Dream starts to fall and he's going to fall towards the outside. But rather than just falling to the outside, he lands with one foot on the top rope, springboards off over the, I don't believe there was an announce table there, but he goes over the barricade into the, where there would typically be a crowd and crashes through a table. It was a huge spot. Holy crap. I actually did a double take and didn't realize what I'd just seen just because the lighting wasn't that great in that part of the arena. Like it was a a table covered with a black cloth on a black floor in a darker area. So it was just kind of hard to tell what was happening for a second. He Um, overshot it a little bit too. He did a little bit, but either way, it was a great spot. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely something that would grab my attention during that match. Dreams back, baby. I mean, he was my favorite but now I can't look at him the same way because of the allegations. And it's yeah. kind of weird to see him back. Right. Like shit. He was my boy. I love the but dream. They seem, they seem to be going with them. I know it's crazy. I mean, I want to love him, I but guess, I just can't shake it. I don't know what to think of that because it's like, you know, the Travis Banks right. and gentlemen, uh, Jack Gallagher had Gallagher and all those guys, they, you know, allegations dumped them. And mm-hmm. then, um, the dream they're given a chance. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see how that unfolds. Yeah, yeah we will. Well, I think uh, that probably does it for uh, this week's episode. What do you say, boys? Anything else? Uh, it's, well, this is going to be a big match of payback. Um, after the four-minute DQ, uh, Keith Lee will be doing the job to Randy Orton on Sunday. So oh, wanna, my God. I want to well, get my prediction for payback in. He will be, doing the, he will be looking up at the lights. Al think- Snow style, pin me, pay me. <laughs> and I think there's also some breaking news from uh, that that um, Sasha Banks and Bailey have new challengers for. Oh yeah, that looks, that's, that and looks that, like it could be good. That would be uh, yeah, Baszler and Nia Jax, never having teamed before ever, are going to be getting a title <laughs> shot. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's great <laughs> never team before their chemistry is going to be yeah. <laughs> they're, they're going to have some great chemistry brother yeah. oh my god Nia Jax FTR, FTR better watch out there's a new hot tag team Yeah, and that's just, 
that's just gonna look like a Russian doll, like with those four: <laughs> Sasha Banks, then uh, Baszler, then oh, yeah, Bailey, yeah. and then Nia yeah. Jax. It's just gonna be like, what yeah. the hell is going on here? Yep. Jeez. Well, that oh. I think does it for this week's of Keep uh, the Kayfabe. It was really fun hanging out with you boys as always, and uh, yeah, catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's hammer time. <laughs> 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 <laughs>